All right. We're recording. Right. Finally. Okay. Finally. It's good to hear your voice. I, yes. The same. So you really don't drink coffee? I don't drink coffee. Uh, oh, no, I do. Actually, I, I do. But it's like um, 20% coffee and 80% uh, milk or oatly, the uh, whatever. That's not interesting. Oatly. Yes. Seems like Sweden is a tough place to get by if you don't drink coffee. They're always those Swedes are always having their fikas. I know, I know, but I'm a tea drinker, so I always can get a tea or hot chocolate. I like your style. <laughs> All right, so for people who have no idea who you are, we're going to get into that. But I think in the back of my head here for this one, I, I was like thinking Swedes first, like all those Swedes out there who know who you are and are dying to listen to you speak in English. So we're going to like keep it broad for those who have no idea who you are, but also keep those who know you in mind. So for those who have no idea who you are, why don't you give us a bit about your background? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's a hard one, but uh, I am a photographer. I usually start with uh, doing uh, commercial photography and then ending up doing weddings but I didn't plan to. Um, I live in Sweden with my husband, our one and a half year old daughter, and my cat who is here just beside me right now. And you're a crazy cat lady. I am, but somehow it's harder when you also have a kid. <laughs> So with your, your commercial photography background, I mean, that, that's sort of how I like associate you with photography as someone who came from that side of things and then ended up in weddings afterwards. So when you were doing the commercial photography thing, like what were you doing? Like, were you in school? Were you being mentored? Like, how did you get your, get your first crack in the commercial world? Yeah, so I have studied commercial photography for two years. And then I did my internship um, at a fashion photographer. And then I got a full-time job as a retoucher. So I retouched food for three years. <laughs> Why didn't you like like stay doing retouching? Like it sounds like that could have been a nice nice little career. There's lots of people who need retouching out there. Yeah, I I planned to, but I don't know. It was in the middle of some social like changes in the world, I got really, I'm going to talk a lot about this in the, in the speak, uh, but well, why I actually quit. So I think I'm going to save this story. Actually, it's going to be like a cliffhanger. <laughs> All right. I like the mystery. So social something yeah but i lied there but you're gonna hear it in the speak later <laughs> why i lie <laughs> okay sounds good i yeah. like the mystery yeah so basically though you were doing a lot of retouching and you were doing commercial photography and mm -hmm. you kind of had like an internship with a fashion photographer that was like your first like like that's how you got your your start with being a creative entrepreneur yeah i started long way back like when i was my father also kind of was a photographer um so i've always had like photography in my life but that's what when it started started if you say so i always i, I kind of find it interesting when people 
like, I don't know, how do, how do you say this? When they like make their way into the wedding world, it's sort of like the wedding photography gig kind of finds them and then they, they're they like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do it. And yeah. then, you know, of course you love it after a while and it's it's a great career. We can all agree on that. However, commercial photography seems like something like if you study it and you're starting to work with clients and you're kind of getting your your feet planted in the commercial world, that seems like such a more natural path for the long run, in my mind. Do you agree? Or or if you disagree, like, why wouldn't you have stuck with the commercial world? Uh, I don't want to say that I've left it because I will go back to it more and more, I think. I just think that planning family and studying worked so well with weddings back then so that's why I didn't want to go because I know doing commercial it's more about being out late finding uh, relationships in the industry like partying <laughs> that's how you make it in the commercial. yeah exactly and I had no time for that no interest in that at all so like to make it in the commercial world, you need to be like slapping hands and kissing babies and making lots of friends and be networking like crazy. And you were just like, no, that's not me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm not a party girl. <laughs> I just want to go home drinking tea, play my games and cuddle with my cat. <laughs> really? Are you really like, you're really like that? You're like that chill kind of a personality, like super laid back, chill, chill. I would say so. Um, I need to be alone a lot. Um, I need my rest. I, I like to be at a party, but I'm always the one you can find. I always want to be with one person and just sitting and talking. And then I can go dancing for just a minute. And then I go back and just talking and talking and talking. So just the partying thing. No, that's not me. Interesting. Because I like my first, well, one of my first impressions of you um, was at a Swedish event we did in mm -hmm. Stockholm, um, December of last year, where you were one of the presenters. And I remember you wanted to have a song to come out to yeah. before your presentation. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a cool idea. And you kind of like, it was just a very small thing where you came out to this song and we're kind of dancing around. I was like, well, that's one confident person. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you like to party. <laughs> no, no, but it means there's a little bit of an extrovert personality in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did, actually, I did a test where you can test if you're introvert or extrovert. And it was like a sociology paper somehow. And you can get a score from zero to 100. And if you're zero, you're... 100% uh, introvert or if you get 100 you're 100% extrovert and you can guess what I got I got 50 <laughs> 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 so yeah it says something about me so where are you like where are you at right now with the wedding world and I, I asked that because you seem like you you're one of the busier Swedish wedding photographers out there um, and it seems like you've kind of like I remember we spoke earlier in the summer and I liked it because I kind of like 
didn't agree with you a little bit, yeah. which was a good thing. Because yeah. what we were speaking about was how you feel like you kind of got yourself into a place where it's predictable what will happen with your wedding photography bookings. So like you can like have a lot of structure to your, to your life because you know uh, that the bookings will come and things will be planable and you can kind of like foresee what your, what your, you know, your year ahead will look like. And I, I kind of didn't agree with that in a little way, because I think that for many wedding photographers, it's, it's pretty tough to have that stability and predictability. Mm -hmm. So how did you kind of get yourself into a position where you have that predictability with, with your wedding photography business? Okay. So I would say maybe there's a bit of a lie from me. It's, it's not like I always feel like I can decide what I want and when I want it and how I want it. And it's only because I know if it doesn't work out, it's okay for me to work like at the supermarket for a couple of months. But I decide how I want to work. So what I said to you is, okay, now that I have family, I really want to work more in Stockholm. So that's what I'm going to do. And I decide that. So that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Just do. And if it doesn't work, okay, I have to work. It's a supermarket for a couple of months, but that's okay. That's like a, that's a bold thing to say, I, I think. And it's like commendable of you to be that honest, because I think for a lot of self-employed people, like, uh, it would be really tough to like swallow your, swallow your pride a little bit. if you had to do something like that, but you seem pretty open with it. Like if I have to do it, I have to do it. Yeah. Like, so, so right now I'm, I'm shifting market for my business and I have no idea if it's going to work, but I want to get there. So, um, just try. <laughs> I just raised my prices a lot and I have no idea if it's going to work, but um, I can see it working. So I just, I'm just going to try. And, and uh, that's the good thing with weddings. You can, the couples are planning so early. So, you know, for a, a long time ahead if it's going to work or not. It's not like in commercial when you get, okay, so next week we want you to do this wedding, this um, commercial photography. It's more like you have, okay, next year we want you to be here to do this wedding. So I know at least a half a year before if it's not going to work out. And then I have time to just shift and do something else for that time and reload and see what I'm, I'm I don't know I'm, I'm not nervous about the future at all well I like it you're in a confident place I am um, and I also have a, a really good safety net and uh, I don't have a problem working with something else if I have to right on um what you just said there you mentioned um only wanting to book book local weddings more or less and uh, right before we spoke here, I listened to a podcast with uh, Whitney Chamberlain, who's also presenting in Stockholm. He did a podcast with Aaron, and and he basically said for for people thinking about destination weddings, like what they should be thinking is your destination should be whichever venue is closest to your house. And, and I really liked hearing him say that because basically what he's saying is like if you focus on your on your local community and build from there, then it's a lot more viable over the long run. So when you said that just now, it kind of like struck a chord. Is that sort of where your thinking is at? Like you want to just like 
be local and focus on a local community slash market? So I want to have my, you know, secure income from the local, but at but for the create creative stuff, I really love to travel to see different lights and different, I know, uh, landscapes. So I wouldn't like to do only Stockholm, but Stockholm and then some other places. <laughs> but I don't like to travel at all. I, I hate to travel. I just want to go there, take the photos and go home. Interesting. I love it. You're like, I like it so much that you're saying this because everyone, or, you know, like the, the reputation of wedding photographers these days is like these wanderlust travelers who just will work for free and just to no, get more no, stuff no, in their passport. No, no, I'm the opposite. You have to pay me a lot more <laughs> if I'm going to travel. <laughs> but uh, I just go there for the photos because I want to take the photos because it's something I really love doing, but being there, I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's really cool to hear. And and with your prices, what you just mentioned there, I remember with um, Jakob and I, when we started Nordica way back in the day in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, So this is like 2010. I remember we met with somebody who was really experienced in Vancouver and She's still going at it now. I think she lives in Hawaii. But uh, this this photographer told us, she's like, you need to just double your prices right now. Um, and we're like, okay. We, we left the meeting and we doubled our prices. And I remember the there was no difference. Like we were just getting booked by people with more money. Yeah. That was it. There was zero stress. So like how dramatic a jump are you doing with your prices and how's that going for you? Um, not that dramatic, but I think I'm, I'm shifting, you know, it's a it's another kind of client and i think that clients is harder to reach and there's not so many of them so that's what i'm like okay this might not work with the strategy that i had have had before with instagram and so on but um some i don't know i raised maybe 30% or something so it's kind of a lot of money when you're up there already, but it's not like huge amount of money. I see. All right. So like when you think like you're pretty involved, it seems to me like with the Swedish wedding photography community, um, you know what's going on. You're in the mix. So like, what do you think is like some of the trends that you're not such a fan of right now within the wedding photography world of Sweden? That's interesting because I'm I'm gonna talk about some trends uh, at the speak at way up north, but I don't I don't look at trends kind of at all in Sweden. Um, I think you should look out there, like in the world. <laughs> If you're going to see the trends, I don't think in Sweden it's not so much trends. I'm just going to think. All right. Well, what about from like a business standpoint? What are you seeing other wedding photographers in Sweden do that, that maybe you love or maybe you don't love, like in a, in a general sense? I know what you, where you want to 
come, but actually I don't this the Swedish photographers I I connect with them on a like a colleague basis. Like for me it's more friends and I don't look so much at their business or uh, trends or strategy. I look elsewhere for that, if you know. I don't get my So where do you look? Um oh where do I look? I look um Australia a lot and uh, mm, Europe and America I will say <laughs> I think so <laughs> okay <laughs> if, it, if you want like countries <laughs> no that's fine all right so what do you do like what like what how far ahead do you plan with your business thinking like are you a strategic planner do you have five-year goals like how do you kind of like go about your business if you don't want to talk about other people's businesses uh i have all i've always have like strategic plans for my business i change it all the time i always have maybe five years ahead what i want to do and one years ahead no not one year maybe two years ahead um give me a good questions i don't know what to answer on that <laughs> it's all right i'm just i'm uh, i'm just trying to like poke you a little yeah. bit and see where it goes but it seems like you're you're reserved and i like no, that it, so it, it looks like, like sounds to me reserved it's just uh because i really like to share it's just i can't come up with what to share <laughs> you know what i'm so all right let's talk about your cat, cat. tell us about your cat oh so i have a cat his name is franz and he is a Norwegian forest cat, so a really, really big cat. Um, he's more like a dog in that way of he's really social. But uh, yeah, I, I always have uh, my conscience for him. What do you say? When you have kids, you don't have time for the cats anymore. <laughs> always feel bad about that. And he always wants to. I understand. I want that. Whatever. So with becoming a mom, Mm -hmm. how was that in terms of running a business? Oh, wow. It was uh, something completely new. I was so naive. Um, I was just thinking I'm going to do exactly what I did and just going to have a kid. No, no, nothing more about that. (laughs) Well... (laughs) It wasn't just like that. It had been really a hard one and a half year now. Yes, it's been uh, difficult, I would say. We share okay. more. How has it been? How has it been difficult? So I was thinking that every baby takes a bottle. So uh, in my head, I would, I don't know kind of breastfeed maybe four to six months and then uh, the father is going to go home and she's going to take the bottle and they're going to be home when I'm out doing weddings but no it was a stubborn girl that came out so I think we stopped breastfeeding when she was one year and four months (laughs) so they went with me on every wedding in Italy, Norway, and Sweden. 
both your husband and yeah. the baby. So I was kind of uh, taking photos, rushing in, brush, brush feeding, <laughs> breastfeeding her, and just go out again and do my job. But it was, yeah. And my if I don't like to travel, my husband doesn't like it more if you say so. <laughs> he, he hates, hates it, it more. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't his favorite summer. So you kind of had in your mind that it would be business as usual, and you would just have this little human carrying around a little bit, yeah. but it turned out to be a lot yeah. more intense than you anticipated. Yeah really intense well i guess i guess every little human is different mm-hmm. but sounds like you made it through the the tough times i guess the first year is the toughest yes. with the adjustments and whatnot yeah. so i'm just glad right that on. i'm here <laughs> made it <laughs> to the other side <laughs> kind of. you're here indeed <laughs> all right so what's next for you in the world what's what's what do you have up your sleeve what plans do you have what goals what ideas are you kind of brewing brewing oh, up oh i'm craving more um fashion photography right now actually <laughs> Ooh, uh, tell us more so i don't know it's just i really the thing with weddings and why i love it so much is because i have both the documentary and kind of the fashion with the uh, portraits and that's my favorite part is the portraits so I want to do more portraits and when I do styled fashion photography it's it's something else and I like the contrast and I would like to do more of that I think minus the networking yeah <laughs> I think actually when I talked around it have shift so it's it's not so much partying um the younger generation is not so much for booze here in Stockholm so that's good so within Sweden is there anyone you kind of look to within the fashion world as kind of a, a good role model for those who don't want to booze and network and schmooze like who do you network with kind of like or look at as a peer within the fashion oh, world right now i'm just hanging out with my uh you know the one i studied with the commercial friends um but i really like like yesterday i found a new photographer uh, in stockholm that i really liked it's her name is pauline Suser. So look her up. She's really, she's really good and young. Um, just rockets guide her career in fashion. Mm-hmm. Exciting. We'll go look her, I'll look mm-hmm. her up after this. So do you like work in a, like kind of like a co-sharing space? Do you have an office? Do you work from your couch? Like what's your like work life? Oh, like? I have an office. I sit uh, maybe 15 minutes from my home together with two other uh, female entrepreneurs they are illustrator like what do you call it yeah yes exactly and i'm the photographer um 
And that's just life saver for me <laughs> to have them with me uh, on the daily basis to talk with and, I don't know, discuss problems in the business and so on. But I sit there um, in the weekends. Okay, so you're in, in the weekends when you're not doing weddings, you can be found at yes. your office. And then you go home and drink tea with your yes, cat and your baby. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Is Stockholm like home for like I mean um well it's home for you obviously but is that where you have always lived? I'm from uh, a town um, one and a half or two hours from Stockholm south. It's called Norrköping. Norrköping. How did you end up in Stockholm was it because yeah. of studying um, commercial okay. photography? So I studied commercial photography in a small 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 town. In Sweden, and they put it there because you're gonna, because then you do all the work in the studio. You don't have. It's like I think the town has a thousand people in it, so it's just you and uh, your friends being there. <laughs> so no one has something else to do besides taking photos all the day. But then when we're going to do the internship. All the photographers lived in Stockholm. So that's why I had to move to Stockholm. And when you moved, you just didn't want to leave. So there's no plans to kind of relocate no, again. I found my soulmate here. <laughs> and here, and he's from Stockholm. So yes, we're going to be here forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Hating travel yes. together yes, forever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. I kind of love it that you, you're that way. Like, sounds like you're like really like your own person. And that's that. Take it or leave it. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I am my own person, but I also have kind of hard times getting to know who I am. I, I'm going to talk about that uh, as well, but it's uh, a problem I started to think about maybe half a year ago, that I've always been the one that's following others, kind of. I'm not being... I don't know if I've been true to myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I so do. It's, yeah, it's... Do you think that maybe self-reflection came when you had a, a little wee one that you brought mm -hmm. into the world? A lot of questions started when she came, for sure. But that... For example. Oh, wow. What's important? Uh, how, much, how much time you want to spend on your job versus how much time you want to how with your family like what's left when you're when you don't work anymore <laughs> kind of yeah really I was starting to think a lot about the work versus family so those kind of like influence a few changes that you've made it sounds like mm -hmm. a lot of I've, I've done a, a lot of changes this year a lot. 
Okay. Well, for someone who's not coming to watch mm-hmm. you speak at Way Up North next week, what are a few of those changes? And maybe you can like drop some ideas in some people's heads for how you can make this adjustment. Yeah. So I've done a lot of changes because it wasn't sustainable that I'm going to work so much that I actually did. Um, having both a husband that wants time with me and a cat and my daughter and the business. So I, I knew I have to do some changes to make this work. So what I did is I have kind of outsourced everything I can. <laughs> outsourced? Like we're talking editing, yeah. emailing, yeah. admin, yeah. like what? Everything. <laughs> so yeah, so that's awesome. I know I have to do this because it's not sustainable to to do it the other way. Uh, we tried, it didn't work. And I have no idea if it is going to be possible economic, but I just, uh, as I said earlier, if it doesn't work, I just work with something else. So so one, one little question mm-hmm. I'll slide in there. Like, I love that you did that because, I mean, nobody knows their own business better than themselves and you made that choice to outsource everything. Which is great. I'm just curious, why did you choose to outsource everything as opposed to maybe trying to like hire someone and do it kind of internally? Um, because I was thinking it's better to have someone who's really good at editing doing the editing and no, and someone who's can I I know for sure can do my email, do my email. I I would love to have one assistant full time with me but I haven't found that person yet. So if I do, that's an option, of course. But right now I have, I don't know, it's, I think I counted it to eight people working for me in the last month. Can you repeat that just a little louder? So I think last month I had maybe eight people working for me to get everything under control. Wow, that's a lot of bodies. It is. Yeah. Great. So it sounds like you did that, and now what was the result? What What are you going to do moving forward? Uh, I'm gonna rest. <laughs> no, actually, it's um, this speaking thing has been on my mind a lot the last weeks. This is something I'm not comfortable doing but I love to talk with people to people but but not 250 <laughs> exactly and being on a stage I don't know that's gonna be a huge goal for me so for me it's just next week and then I don't know I'm just gonna re- re- <laughs> retire <laughs> kind of <laughs> Yeah. All right. So if you're to think big picture with what you want to happen with your photography mm-hmm. business, let's put it, let's put it ahead five years from now, mm-hmm. let's say, for example, it sounds to me like you are very self-aware of yourself and your fa- family dynamics. And, you know, it's pretty normal, I would say that you want to be with your family more, yet you still are self-employed and, and love what you do. So like, what do you see happening with your photography career down the road? 
I hope that I can have um, maybe 10 weddings a year and then commercial stuff the other time of year uh, and that my wedding is going to be really high-end weddings. Um, nice. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, that's like so refreshing to hear because I feel like people in our mm -hmm. little bubble are, you know, so caught up with destination weddings. It's like, when's that going to, when are we no, going to be over I, that? I, <laughs> and I love, it's so refreshing to yeah, hear you say I would say love this. to have like a team on weddings. Like I've been on so many weddings alone, but now when I, I don't know, climb a bit higher <laughs> with the uh, couple's, I don't know, budget. There's like a planner and a videographer and that's so much nicer than being alone, actually. So work-wise, I would love to have more high-end weddings with a team working. That is amazing. Mm. I love that goal. What do you, what do you like? How would you describe yourself when you're at a wedding? Like, I mean, I don't know. Take us through your personality well, on a wedding day. full on service person on a wedding. I do everything. Just, it's not only photography. It's, uh, I don't know, uh, picking up flowers, getting uh, water for the bride. I don't, I, I run through weddings. It's, I. That's interesting. <laughs> Why do you feel like, okay, don't mind me if I'm asking, you know, mm -hmm. these questions, but yeah. I guess somebody has to, <laughs> but like, why do you feel like that is like something oh, you I don't need, to, need do? to do it at all, but I don't have so many, so much fluff around uh, my packaging. Like it's, it's literally just, you buy my time at the weddings and then you get uh, your photos uh, online, but I don't have. And I have like a Skype meeting before. So my time to shine is on the wedding. And then, I don't know, I can read people really well, I would say. S someone asked me kind of, I think yesterday, if I had any bride sealers. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe I had, but they didn't, they have haven't been bright sealers to me because they didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You understand what I'm, I'm just doing whatever needs to be done at a wedding to make that wedding as good as it could be. I guess, well, just to play devil's mm -hmm, advocate yeah, for the hell yeah. of it. <laughs> Why not? Wouldn't one say that your job is you're hired to take mm -hmm. photos. So not be the wedding planner mm. necessarily or or the keeper no. of the peace if you want to say it like that so what what kind of like makes it something that you chose to do to be kind of like the peacekeeper helper night all around nice person uh, when you're doing wedding mm, but photography so if i do this to the couples i know that they rely so much more on me and they come to ask for me and they let loose on the photos then we, when we're gonna take him take them because they know i do everything for them on that day so i i know i get better photos and i know that the guests if i'm mingling with the guests talking to them they're not afraid of me 
And I know when I'm at the dance floor that night, they're going to be just around me all the time. So that's like a strategy to get people close to you to get good photos. I like it. All right. So now I'm going to throw you a total curveball because why not? Have you ever thought about being a wedding planner? No, I would suck at that. (laughs) (laughs) Because what I think of with wedding planners is like a big Mm -hmm. role that they have is doing exactly what you just described. They do, but they have so much other things to do on the wedding day. On the wedding day, they are the one talking to to the kitchen or I don't know, all the other things that has to be done that day or fixing all the mistakes that happens or if something went wrong. That's their job. I'm I'm the one being around the couple all the day, not the planner. Usually. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well look taken a lot mm-hmm. of your time and I don't want to take too much more of your time so we can wind it down there. So uh, what's going on with you in the weeks leading up to way up north? You got any more weddings on the go? Or I guess we're yeah, getting pretty we close are. to it, aren't I we? I have uh, one wedding on Saturday before way up north. That's my last wedding. Yes. Of the year? How many weddings did you do this year? 19, 20, something around that. And that's like, that's a happy place now, but you want to get that down to 10-ish, but super yes, high end. exactly. But that's maybe, I, like I that. don't know, four, five years. I, I don't rush it. Well, we look forward to seeing you get there. Sounds like you kind of know what, what's going on and what you want with your wedding photography career. And I think it's probably going to happen <laughs> for you. you. All right, cool. Well, we'll end it there and uh, we'll see you soon. We do. Big show. Have a good day. All right, have a good day. This is Kat. And Nat from the Mom Truth Podcast. Does your little one love Paw Patrol? What about dinosaurs? Well, the new season of Paw Patrol is here and guess what? It's a dino rescue. I can't wait for my kid to watch each episode 10 times a night. All of your holiday and birthday gift shopping is pretty much done because, of course, there are a whole new batch of dino rescue toys. And for a limited time at Target, get 15% off the new Paw Patrol dino rescue toys with the code PAW15. Check it out. It's gonna be possum.